Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello everyone. Thank you so very much for joining my podcast. Today I have a really cool guest. Actually, I'm so excited to talk with Cynthia. It's Cynthia Turo. She is a superhero to me. So why is she a superhero? She actually overcame stage four cancer. So for who people who um that listening, you probably know someone or you probably heard someone uh, dealing with stage four cancer. So stage four cancer is really in end of the life, really hopelessness. They usually give at least Cynthia, they gave her six months to two to three years to live. But the greatest story about Cynthia is that she overcame, not only overcoming, but she completely healed herself from stage four cancer. So that's why I love, I can't wait to talk to Cynthia and hear her story. So Cynthia, thank you and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share my story. Cynthia, so in the next nine minutes, can you please explain to us your journey, your belief, and how you completely healed yourself? Absolutely. So this started back in November 2019. A little backstory is I have cardiomyopathy, contracted it when I was a teenager through tonsillitis. Uh, every year I get a stress uh, stress echo test, and I'm on the treadmill, and all of a sudden I go into this rhythm called VTAC. And I get admitted into the hospital. Long story short, I have a defibrillator placed. And prior to the defibrillator being placed, they took a mammogram. And the day after my surgery of the defibrillator being placed, I get a call from my doctor saying, hey, we see something on the x-ray in your breast. You need to come in, get the biopsy done, find out I have what they thought at the time was stage one lobular breast cancer. So I get the first surgery done and that was a lumpectomy. They found out that the tumor was over 5.3 centimeters, which put me at stage three. And unfortunately the margins were positive, which meant I had to have more surgery Uh, because of the cardiac condition. I was not a candidate for IV chemo or even for radiation because, you know, the goal is to keep me alive, not to kill me. And those things are cardiac toxic. So at that point, I elected to do the mastectomy, which was the most aggressive surgery. They do the mastectomy. There's only two millimeters of cancer left. They say, hey, you are cancer free. And this was during the pandemic, April 1st, 2020. So I'm thinking I'm cancer free and I decide to go back to work full time. And at the time I was a dental hygienist, very stressful job to have during the pandemic. I'm also a mom of three and I'm just miserable. I am miserable. And that's how I became sick again. I was at a job I didn't like that you could imagine the stress I had to deal with during the pandemic of cleaning people's teeth. 
oh my goodness, I was had three kids trying to deal with them. I was so focused on matter. I was just focused on all the wrong things. I was so caught up on just trying to make money for the next paycheck or just trying to get stuff done. And I just started going down this really to a dark place. And it was October, 2021, where I saw my reconstructive surgeon, there was a flap of tissue on my armpit and she wanted to get that, you know, out. So she has me awake on the table and she's kind of removing this flap of tissue. And all of a sudden she's like, oh my goodness, I don't know if this is cancer or not, but if it's cancer, I'm not the surgeon to be doing this. So she takes a biopsy, finishes the procedure, sends me on my way. Next day, I find out that the cancer is back. So they immediately schedule me for a PET scan. PET scan is showing uh, lesions in my chest wall and also my pelvis. They follow it up with a pelvis MRI. The MRI confirmed that there was definitely something in the pelvis. Next thing you know, I'm having a biopsy of the pelvis. Biopsy report comes back that it is the same kind of cancer that is in my chest wall. So my oncologist calls me that night and he tells me over the phone, that I have stage four cancer. And whew, that's where I just lost it. I mean, for him to call me over the phone was just, it was so incredibly traumatic. The next day, my husband and I go in person and see him. And that's when he gave me the voodoo curse. You have six months to live if you do nothing, two to three years if you do all the treatments and they work. And I just, was beside myself. I was hopeless. I came home. I was in the darkest place. I started just planning out end of the life stuff, but something in me knew that I didn't want to accept that. And that I believed that there was a cure out there, but at the same time, I was totally conflicted because I was still very scared. And at that point, I remembered that I had a former cardiologist that told me back in 2013, he thought meditation was so powerful that it could heal people. And so I ended up watching the heal documentary and I ended up somehow finding Joe Dispenza and I go in and I see my old cardiologist at this point, I'm changing all of my doctors and my old cardiologist. I told him, you know, I've been studying Joe Dispenza and meditation. He goes, Oh my gosh, that's fascinating. That's great. I've been to five of his events and this is a Western medical doctor, super popular cardiologist here in Sacramento. And after he told me he had been to five events and he had seen people become healed of all different things through coherence healings and through meditation, I was like, okay, I am all in. And it took me a while to get over my ego. And it took me a while to get over myself. At this point, I'm still struggling because I still have control issues and I'm type A personality and I'm still focused on matter. But the more I dove into Joe Dispenza's teachings and understanding it and understanding that I needed to get over myself, I needed to change who I was. And I tell you, it was like this beautiful light that went off when I figured out I oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. When I figured out that I had to change and that I was changing and what meditation had brought to me, it was the most powerful experience. And next thing you know, I'm on a plane flying down to Los Angeles and I'm having a coherence healing in somebody's home. I don't even know. And the healing was like so powerful. And I remember just, I remember feeling my body change and so much energy in my body. And I came home 
continued my meditations. I was just evolving as a human, becoming so incredibly happy. I ended up going to a week long, um, a week long retreat in San Diego. And Dr. Joe, he had um, three more coherence healings that I participated in there. And it was that last coherence healing where I sat up and I saw this beautiful angel, this lady, Emily, right in front of me that I had met at the retreat. And I had the biggest emotional release. And it was at that moment that I knew that I was healed. And I held her and we cried and, oh my gosh, it was the most beautiful thing I ever experienced. And that was May 1st, May 2nd, I fly home. I have my MRI scheduled on, on May 2nd, the day after I came home from Joe Dispenza's week long retreat and had the MRI done. My oncologist saw her a couple days later and she said, oh my God, this is amazing. There is no metastatic cancer anywhere in your body. It's not in your pelvis. There is distortion from your defibrillator. So we're going to have you do a follow-up image for the chest wall, but the radiologist isn't seeing it anywhere. And mind you, this all happened from November, 2021. When they told me I was stage four, I had no treatment. I had no IV chemo. I had no radiation. The only thing that I did was 20 milligrams of tamoxifen a day. That was the only Western medicine that I had. Other than that, I got over myself. I, your, your, your thoughts can make you sick, right? Well, your thoughts can heal you. And my thoughts brought that cancer on my, who I was being as unhappy as I was. There's no doubt in my mind that I made myself sick. And if your thoughts can make you sick, then your thoughts can make you well, you could upregulate your genes. And that's exactly what I did. I changed who I was. I started focusing on like all of this beautiful, positive energy. I started living in the future instead of living in the past. And I started being creative and I eliminated everything that was making me miserable. And I stopped focusing on the past and I stopped focusing on matter. And instead I really focused on the present moment and the future. Wow. And that led me to where I am today. And I'm so incredibly grateful because this This work has brought healing to my body. And that's what I want to share with everyone is if it can bring healing to my body. And if I can get over myself, being a mom of three, focusing on matter, focusing on all the stuff that really doesn't matter. And if I could figure out how my thoughts made me so sick and how to change that around and how to make myself healthy, anyone, anyone can do this. You just have to open your heart and your, let it, let the healing come to you. So that's my story. Wow. I cannot even imagine uh, doing the end of the life uh, paperwork, right? That's just, it's just, it's hard to unfathom. Um, I love what you said, Cynthia, you made yourself sick and with your thoughts, you made yourself heal. But what I want you to kind of elaborate in the last two minutes is that, what do you mean by changing yourself and thinking and living in the future for someone who doesn't know that? Can you uh, also kind of tell us about what do you mean by get over yourself and get over your ego? Definitely. Well, getting over yourself, getting over your ego is truly changing who you are. So for me, 
I understood that I was focused on all of the wrong things and that I had to get over who I was. I had to change my personality. I had to cross that river of change in order to start getting better. So I had to eliminate all the things that were making me miserable and really start focusing on the things that bring me joy. So when I meditate, I set an intention, which is healing with an elevated emotion, which is, which is always like joy and love and pure bliss. And through that, I was able to get over my ego and I was able to, to forget about matter and to evolve as a person. And a lot of it just came through understanding how to release everything that's not important. I love this, Cynthia. You know what? We, um, we forget that. I know you pretty much healed yourself from the most difficult thing, right? Like life-ending yes. illness. But this is the same way for someone who has a, a skin disease or trying to get pregnant or trying to get a job or anything. It's elevated emotion with joy and love. That's where we create. Yes, definitely. When, when you're miserable, your body is not in repair mode. It's you're down-regulating your genes. You're just making yourself more sick. You're making those, those cells become mutated and toxic. But when you're happy and you're joyful and you have that elevated emotion, you're upregulating your genes. You're making everything in your body becomes alive. It becomes happy. It becomes upregulated. And that's what you need. You can't, you can't heal yourself if you're not in the right place. You have to, you have to get over yourself. You have to get over your ego. And if you're focused on the wrong things and you're focused on your ego, you're never going to heal. Cynthia, I never, um, never thought when I was uh, arranging this podcast that you would say that get over yourself, get over your ego. But that is so true. When you get over yourself, when you get over your ego, then all you do is give love. Yeah. By you giving, you're actually receiving love. And that's healing, creating in a bliss state. This is so amazing, Cynthia. Thank you so much for running the four-minute mile Thank you so much for giving us the strength, giving me the strength, my family the strength, my, my audience and, and my everybody that I know strength. And thank you so much for doing the work. And you are so much love and so much light. I could see you, feel you, touch you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And truly, I mean, my heart is open and I'm just in love with every day of life. And if this is something that if this is something I could do, it's something anybody can do. And trust me, I was the most type A, make the list, get everything done type of person. And I am so happy who I am today because leaving that all behind and leaving my old self and have it evolving into the human I am today because of my illnesses, they have been my greatest teachers. And I wouldn't change anything about it because I am so incredibly happy about who I am today. And it doesn't just affect me. It affects my whole family and all my friends and all the loved ones around me. So thank you for letting me share my story. And I just hope I could help others. Cynthia, I just got a quick question. I know we are way over time. The question is, at your worst time, at your worst moment, I know people are having a hard time even thinking about anything else than that. How do you create the love within you at the worst moment when you are hiding in a corner? Absolutely. And I had a lot of those worst moments. 
I focus on my children. So when I want to think of love, I think of something that's really close to me. So it could be anything that is that is close to you. And I just visual, visualize, especially one of my children, and um, it just opens my heart. And that's kind of where I go to open my heart is I, I visualize them and I, they're, they're my, they and my husband are my reason why. And that's what you need to do. You need to open your heart. So find, find what opens your heart and, and the healing will come. Ah, oh, so great. So powerful. Thank you so much. You're so kind, so beautiful, so such a role model and a hero. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast, please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve, people who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast at naveenhealth.com and through my social media.